Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love Is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abuse being our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start the show. So please, tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? What's cracking like a pimp skillet? How you living? Another day, another day. What was the vibe of the week for you? Man, listen. Um, <clears throat> really, Loki, it's, it's been it's been cool, comic collected. I ain't I ain't even gonna go as far as saying like it was a rough week or a rough two weeks, but at the same time, it was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because there was no self love story here for my rehab or whatever on on two consecutive Sundays, which means one after a motherfucking other. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we had to take a break and all those good things. You know, so. Um, it was it was well needed at the same time, you know what I'm saying, for you know, from a mental standpoint, you know what I'm saying, just to recollect and, you know, start over from from scratch, you know what I'm saying, get a fresh start or whatever. But what about you? That part. Well, we're keeping it complex, huh? So I just got a random thought, all right, listen. Um, you remember how we were talking about music last season, about the meanings? Uh one thing I didn't yeah. realize listening to Dilemma by Nelly. You know the part where he says she got a man in the sun, though? Growing up, I didn't know he was talking about an actual kid. You get what I'm saying? I didn't know that. I thought, like, it was a car or something. And some just told me, they like, let me look up the lyrics to see what he's actually saying. And he's actually talking about a child. But I'm like, the video never showed that. So, yeah, I was today years old yeah. when I found out that the girl that he was talking to had a kid, too. Didn't know that. Over here breaking yeah, I mean, families and shit. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, low-key, I mean, sometimes you can't really it, – it's hard to interpret what a person's actually saying in the, in the song, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, a part of you is like, I don't give a damn, like, you know what I'm saying? This is my shit, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just rocking. I'm just vibing with it. So, yeah, nigga, Sundo, uh, Congo, nigga, everything but sun, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. To put it to put it in a you know in a more formal perspective, he's saying son though. You know what I'm saying? But when you yeah. put it in like, you know, that 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 country grammar, quote unquote, you know what I'm saying, you put son though. Like that shit sound yeah. like a fancy ass car, like a hundred thousand dollar car yeah. or some shit. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah so I feel right. I feel where you're coming from for sure. Right. I think honestly okay. at some I think honestly at some point I don't even think I I don't really think I thought that much into it like I thought I just when I heard Sundo I thought it was just a car and left it alone to be honest with you but I would always say Sundo not Sundo but Sundo like I would always say that yeah nope she had an actual kid okay well yeah. you ready to get into the shut me the fuck up topic uh, not really that's why I was kind of I was kind of enjoying the vibe of the week because I ain't ready for this shit but let's go ahead the this, this show must go on Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we are talking about Heartless tonight. Um, yes, Complex was backed up. We've been off for two weeks. I accidentally scheduled the topics wrong. We were supposed to take the break around Easter time, but we didn't. So that's my fault. And, um, yeah, I was just on vacation last week. I just didn't really feel like being in my feelings. But I'm coming back strong as ever. So, you are the guest of honor tonight, uh, DC. So the first question is: When you hear the word "heartless," what comes to mind? 
In the night, I hear a song about stars. <laughs> no, I'm just waiting. <laughs> no, um, that was my shit. Yeah, that was my shit. Can you be so heartless? Uh, no, but um, <laughs> when when I think of heartless, I think of a term used for an individual who has been through some scarring situations. You know that you know that that has beaten up on their emotions. You know what I'm saying? A person that's fed up and needs to, in a sense, you know, take actions based on, you know what I'm saying, their self-care and their well-being. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just, I think it's that, um, it's a, it's a form of action. It's a form of action that a person, you know, that a person takes who's, who's been through some shit, you know what I'm saying? And who has not thought about themselves, you know what I'm saying? For, for a long period of time. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, it's the it's the aggressive side of a people pleaser. <laughs> you know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. If we want oh, if we want to get deeper into it, you know what I'm saying? That's the most that's the that's the breaking point of a you know what I'm saying? That's the that's the final form of just not giving a fuck. <laughs> Being fed the fuck up. Cue the cakewalk yeah, music. The fuck up. Um yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say um, it's somebody who is emotionally numb. Um, I used to think growing up that a person was like literally heartless, like that their that their you know heart pumped out like this blue. You know, I mean, like, of course it's blue inside, but like I just thought of it like as a black heart that just didn't feel nothing soulless. Right. And I'm like, can a person really be heartless? Can a person really not care what other people think? But it's really a person a person that's emotionally numb whether it's a people pleaser that finally got their breaking point or a person who just gives up quickly, you know, like it's easier to push people away. It's easier to turn away from those who don't care about you because you rather hurt them before they hurt you. And that all plays into the fact of damage control. So, um, yeah, I definitely think it's a person who's just emotional and they don't know how to connect with their feelings, you know, like it's, just being numb is what feels best to them. So yeah. that ties into my second question. What causes someone to become numb with their emotions? Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, what causes that? I mean, you know, like I like I said uh before, you know, it it could be it could be things that, you know, that causes a certain trauma. You know what I'm saying? To, you know, whether it's um, whether it's the 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 death of someone, and you may feel like you know, I hate to I hate to utter the words, but you know, you may feel like God has forsaken you for you know taking someone that you've loved the most. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that could that could develop some sense of heart um of being heartless or um you know something that that hits more close to home. That's more that 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 does you more physical you know harm. Or, um, you know, the, you know, just, just utter betrayal, you know what I'm saying? Just because I feel like whatever, whatever, whatever area that you kind of really get attacked on, you know what I'm saying? If it's, if it's personal, you know what I'm saying? Or if it just, if it hits close to home enough, you know what I'm saying? Like that could, that could trigger, you know, a person to become heartless, you know what I'm saying? And it, I feel like it would take more than just one time for it to happen, but um, but yeah, definitely. Um, Cause I know I know for me, for example, like 
I feel like I I don't show as much emotions as I used to mm-hmm. because like I was so because I've I've had I've had numerous of family members pass away to whom I was close to. You know what I'm saying? Or was, you know, you know, damn near close to, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's been over the course of between five and ten years or so. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, hell, probably even longer than that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's been almost in there consecutive, you know what I'm saying, back-to-back mm-hmm. type of thing. And it's like, me personally, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, go beyond the limits of blaming God for anything or nothing like that. But it's just like when you, when you're constantly seeing, you know, people that's, you know, in your family passing away and then you see it in the, in the media too, as you know, as much as we do now today, you know what I'm saying? Like you become, you become numb with your emotions. I don't want to say necessarily heartless, but it's just like, you know, I mean, this shit happens every day now. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It might come off as heartless, you know what I'm saying? Or, I mean, I guess maybe you could you could classify it as heartless, too. You know what I'm saying? But um, I know for me, it definitely gave me a sign of being heartless in a sense, too. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, just having to feel for that shit, you know what I'm saying? Having, have, having felt it for numerous of times, like, you just don't want to feel that no more. You don't want to feel that, that type of pain anymore. You know what I'm saying? So now you, mm-hmm. you've in a sense, by nature and by self, programs yourself to be heartless, to be numb to those situations. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, nowadays, like, when I do hear, like, of a person passing, whether it's, you know, a distant family member or, um, hell, even celebrities. Because, like, I think, like, the first celebrity that I really felt, like, heartbroken about was Tupac, like, back in the day. And, like, I was, like, fucking, like, I think I was, like, seven, six or seven, maybe even eight. You know what I'm saying? Around that time. You know what I'm saying? That was the only celebrity that I really was just like, you know, damn. You know what I'm saying? So between him and then family members and then like, you know, Nipsey to to Pop Smoke to DMX, you know what I'm saying, to Black Rock and um Black Rob, I'm sorry. But um, you know, and various other uh rap artists, you know what I'm saying, especially ones that I grew up on. It was just like, damn, that's fucked up. But it's like, you know, I'm not necessarily shedding a tear or, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, bumping any music or anything like that like I should. But that that's just me just being kind of heartless because, like, you know, especially with DMX, like, I grew up on DMX. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up okay. on that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was okay. the one that brought out the aggressive side of a person. You know what I'm saying? Besides Little John. Like, before Little John, there was DMX. That made you want to fight everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you heard his music. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, it, it it all depends on, you know what I'm saying, whatever whatever is is closest to you and, you know, you have a – you have a bad reaction out of it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that, that can be a result of being uh, heartless. But what about Got you? you? I definitely agree with you on that. Um, death can play a part. I think it also comes from um, what you were taught growing up. You know, like if you watch your parents or the person that raised you, if you watch how they deal with their emotions, like uh, speaking of, you know, for example, my, my grandmother uh, with funerals, you know, I would see her cry the day of. Um, I would see her cry, you know, the day that the accident happened, like, you know, where the person passed. But after the funeral mm-hmm. and, you know, after everybody stopped coming over and checking up on you, I would notice her just go back to work, you know what I'm saying? And I would never see her express emotions about that 
you know, ever again. Not saying that she didn't. She probably did it behind closed doors, but I never seen right. her do it again. So, you know, me with funerals, I didn't cry when I found out the person passed. And I used to wonder, like, why, why can't I? But I told you before, you know, with crying came punishment. You would take a nap. You either get a spanking. <laughs> so I learned to cry silently because I'm like, I'm tired of being spanked. And there were times where I got sent to bed and I would be kicking and screaming and crying and nobody came in there to get me. My grandma was like, you're just going to cry yourself to sleep. So I'm like, crying doesn't really do shit. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't get you <laughs> the attention that you want. So right. I'm going to cry silently. And over time, I picked up on I can't ask somebody for help when shit is getting, you know, going you know, getting too hard. And then over time, like, you know, there's this another thing that plays into it. When you reach out to someone and they throw that back in your face, you know what I'm saying, to hurt you, or they take advantage of your vulnerability in that point, now you don't know who to trust. Now you don't know who to open up to. I have seen a meme today on Facebook that said we are so, you know, people who are going through stuff can't even come to people because because we're so quick to gossip. You know, we're always yeah. quick to run off and tell something. And I played a part in that too. You know, I thought gossiping was the way to go. I thought that that was the adult thing to do because it's what I, you know, learned growing up until I ended up hurting someone, a dear friend that I, I truly cared about. And it took for her to tell me, you know what I'm saying, that really hurt me for me to want to work on that. Because before, it became like second nature. Now, am I perfect? No. I still gossip about celebrities. You know what I'm saying? I still gossip about past things, but I'm I'm learning to catch myself. You know, I ask myself, is is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, think, I think another thing that makes a person emotionally numb is not being believed in. You know, not having someone to support your dreams when you, as, you know, when when you're grown, you're getting older. Like with me, I wanted to be an actress. I I wanted to do anything that was going to get me in the spotlight. And I was told, oh, come back down to reality. You know, you're only going to get this job. You know, like when I published my first book, I was getting critiqued instead of congratulations. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it just makes you just. And I'm, I'm a humble person now to the point where I feel like if I'm telling somebody about my book, oh, they're going to think that I'm bragging. When I should be proud to brag. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you, yeah. anything that you do, if you create a book, if you create a clothing design, if you create a business, you should be proud of that because no one knows the blood, sweat, and tears behind it if they've never done it before. But because I didn't get that support that I needed growing up, it made me a very humble, modest person that just wanted to stay in the shadows and not be seen. And I think that that's what a heartless, emotionally numb person feels like. You know, I don't like those emotions at all. But that ties into my third question, because this is goes to the people pleasers, because you said <laughs> this is the people pleaser that said the fuck up, like Ike, like Tina was in the limo with Ike, you know what I'm saying? She was fed <laughs> up. So do you think a person who is still a giver after being hurt so many times, do you think they should inherit some heartless characteristic traits? I feel like they should. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. that's speaking from that's speaking from a people pleaser myself. Um Okay. I I mean I developed I developed some sort of like, you know, a heartless trait that mm-hmm. that I would consider being, you know, just focusing on myself, you know what I'm saying, having more self-care and, you know, having more self-love and being more aware of my self-value, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I started to develop those traits, you know, simply because I had to, 
You know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't necessarily by choice. I mean, thank God it was by choice. And, I mean, thank God it was forced and not by choice, really. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like we all, in a sense, have a choice to, you know, begin that journey of loving ourselves more. But we get so wrapped up into, you know, um, non-priority things in life. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, you know, hanging out with friends and, you know, um, just just not being just not being productive enough with life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Investing in this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's you or a business, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, something that, you know, can, you know, bring you extra income. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we weren't built for that growing up. You know what I'm saying? And that can you know, that that stems from our growing you know, from us growing from our parents or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Us being taught pretty much nothing of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, that adult prep hood. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when they came down to me actually developing those characteristics, like, you know, it was a tough pill to swallow at first because, you know, anything you try for the first time is going to always be, you know, a struggle. That first step is always going to mm-hmm. be a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, when it, when it came down to, you know, um, you know, turning down phone calls or, you know, not responding to text messages and shit, it was almost to the point where it was just like, you know, you felt guilty. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you feel so guilty because as a people pleaser, you like, I feel like I'm disappointing this person every time I do not pick up that phone or I don't respond to a text message. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at, at a point it was eating me alive. You know what I'm saying? Like it really yeah. had me feeling bad and I was, I felt like I was a terrible person, but the more I kept doing it, the more I kept realizing, like, nigga, you're not doing this to, you know, be a terrible person. You're doing this to be a better person for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to tell myself, like, you know, dude, you're, you're, based on the placement in your life right now today, mm-hmm. nobody can necessarily help you but you. That part. You know what I'm saying? I had to constantly tell myself that every single day, whenever I felt bad, Every time somebody called me and I didn't feel the need to pick up that phone, I had to give myself that same speech every single time. You know what I'm saying? And then after a while, like, it, it, you know what I'm saying, those feelings of, you know, of feeling bad, you know, that shit wore off. You know what I'm saying? Now I would look at the phone, especially like currently, like I'll look at the phone now and just be like, yeah, I'll I call y'all later or, or sometime later on in the week. You know what I'm saying? And, and, like, and sometimes, like, I don't even be having to do shit. If I, if I just don't feel the need that I don't want to have a conversation, then that's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion because I'm that enjoying part, yeah. myself. I'm enjoying my me time. If you're not a part of that, don't take it to to heart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because this is my fucking me time. You know what I'm saying? I get to you yeah. when I get to you. You know what I'm saying? We're not that's obligated part. to end to people like we normalize. You know what I'm saying? Or like how certain people should, normalize. Yeah. And like you think right. you should, exactly. So, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I would recommend it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not it's not for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Because not everybody's people pleaser. Some people are actually born, you know, born naturally just able to do that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it makes it, it makes it easier when, you know, when, when the point gets across on, on the, um, on the receivers in, who's, you know, receiving your quote unquote heartlessness, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, 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 the whole, the whole thing about it is for them to understand that you're not going to be as available as you used to anymore. 
they have to grow with the times just like how you decided to grow with the times. You know what I'm saying? We're not just sitting around just playing on a video game or just watching TV or just, you know, just doing meaningless shit anymore. Like, we're really trying to get shit together in life right now. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with that. I think a giver should definitely, after being hurt so many times, inherit some heartless characteristic traits. Like, you know, be selfish. Um, I want to get to a point where I can normalize not having not having to explain myself. You know, instead of having to explain, oh, I didn't answer the phone because this and this and this is going I just didn't feel like it. And I think that we should be entitled, you know what I'm saying, to to normalize that, to not have to explain ourselves. Um, I know me, I am a giver. Like, I, I've, I've been told my whole life, like, you know, Tasha, everything that you've been put through, not once have you changed. And, you know, it was because I was always taught growing up, you know, treat people like how you want to be treated. And, you know, I would say, okay, I want to go heartless because I'm tired of being hurt. People would tell me, no, don't change who you are. But I'm noticing that I I get to a point of not caring when I've been pushed to a certain point. But my frustration right. is is that I wish that 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 breaking point would come quicker than I allowed it to. Like, you know, I watched my mom stay in relationships for like five plus years, you know, not being happy. And then I watched her get out of that, be single for like two months and then back into the next relationship, you know, like being sitting with herself and being alone was hard for her to do. And it was something that I picked up on. And it's like, I wouldn't stay in it for five plus years, but I'm a person that loves hard. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So you get everything up front. <laughs> so, you know, when you're giving everything up front, you know, it, it, that type of love hits hard. You know, when they say don't fuck with somebody that listens to 90s R&B because they love is different, that they were talking about me, baby. They were talking about me. I, I, I love, <laughs> yes, I love so hard to the point where, like, a year or two years or three years makes me feel like, dog, like it was a lifetime. And I hate to yeah. say that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but I just wish that I was that strong one that just could be able to, you know, just tell somebody, I don't like the way you make me feel, you know what I'm saying, good life. I have a hard time cutting ties. But I think that it's very important for anyone to be selfish. But you have to you have to basically um, unlearn all of the guilt tripping that your family may do, that your friends may do, because the fact that we feel so bad for not answering the phone is because that person that we feel guilty about it for has been a person that made it about them. Oh, well, did I do something to make you mad? Mm, you acting yep. funny. You know, yep. like th- those are the people are maybe, maybe that like we had so many people do it. So we kind of just think that everybody's going to take it that way. You know what I'm saying? Because there have been times where I projected how others have treated me. Oh, this person's going to be the same way. But we should get to a point where people should just understand, you know, it has nothing to do with you. And if it has something to do with you, I'm pretty sure that person will not have a problem coming to tell you. You know what I'm saying? And if you are one of the people that, you know, if you're one of the reasons why they had to distance themselves, understand that you're the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Understand that people grow up and grow apart, but... I definitely think that we should inherit, um, you know, some selfish, heartless characteristic traits before you lose yourself. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm going to say, like I said the other day, be as stubborn with your boundaries as you are when you choose self-sabotaging over self-care. Like, seriously, start taking yourself serious so other ones, everybody else out there can take you serious. So my last question is, how heartless can you be, DC, after getting hurt? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, shit, this is simply just pretending you don't exist. (laughs) Like, real shit. I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll give you a funny one. And this is to the listeners for, 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 it was more so for the listeners than for you because you already know the situation. But, yep. <laughs> so, it was my kid's birthday party. And the, the, the lady that I was with at the time, I'm, I'm grown now, so I'm going to say lady. Um, <laughs> the lady that I was with at the time, you know what I'm saying? She was around for a very long time, so my daughter was acquainted with her. And, um, yeah, she she basically wasn't – she was there, but she wasn't there, like, type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully I don't have to elaborate that too much for everybody. You should be able to understand that. But I was letting it slide for most of the day because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pressure her to do anything but you know what I'm saying if she you know if she really you know if she's going to play the girlfriend thing then it's like you know it shouldn't be certain things that you have to ask of them you know what I'm saying on this particular you know occasion you know what I'm saying the day was going by and i just noticed i was doing every goddamn thing by myself and i it took it took for her to ask me you need help with anything I'm like, nope, not at all. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. And like, <laughs> it started to escalate a little bit, a little bit. And thank <laughs> God it was towards like the end of the damn party. Because when I say I grabbed, <laughs> not my child or anything mm. else, I grabbed the goddamn cake. And I walked the fuck out that bitch. When I say I was looking like Statue of Liberty with that motherfucking cake and had the straightest goddamn face and walked past everybody and did not notice nobody, it was the most it was the most epic shit ever. <laughs> Complex to tell you, she was like, "Damn, like I really wanted a piece of that cake." And like, standing there holding my plate, like, bitch. "Damn, yep, I had my plate and fork ready. Like, I guess I'm not getting no cake." Fucked no, up. I, 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 it's the funniest shit ever today, but back then, like, I swear to God, like, I was, I was, I was at that breaking point, so I was just, like, yeah, the heartless mode kicked in quick as fuck. I was like, you know what, I don't mm. care what nobody thinks right now, it's just me and this cake, come on cake, and we just walked up off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you hate to get to that point, honestly, you really do, you know what I'm saying, in any, in any case you know what i'm saying not even just with that scenario but just in any case you would hate to have to get to that point you know what i'm yep. saying but something's got to give you know what i'm saying you can't you can't just allow people to walk over you or you know just be naive to certain shit you gotta then, oh, I, think that, I, I think that's i think for me that was just that was just a, a, a um a self uh a, a self-worth value so to speak, or however you want to put that. That was just me just realizing that, like, nigga, like, 
it wasn't even just, it wasn't even just me taking it personally for the fact like this is my kid's birthday party and it's like you you're 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 more than just a guest here you're not just like everybody else here at the establishment right now you know what I'm saying like you're 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 up here like they're 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 in the middle but you're up there like where we're at like you know what I'm saying but you'd rather be down there and then like when mm-hmm. shit's over like you're ready to be girlfriend again and it's like nah like I'm cool with that. So, oh, shit. Man, well, my cake walk my cake walk was was the was the most heartless shit I've ever did. <laughs> For me, I would say the most heartless I was was after the three year relationship. Um, that was the one where I cheated to um just because I wanted to make myself feel better, and I'm not even justifying it, but just because I wanted to make myself feel better. And I had no remorse afterwards, and I was just like, yeah, I think it's time to break up. And I started looking for apartments, um, and I just started talking to other niggas, you know. And, um, yeah, you know, I I came out and told him, like, we're not getting back together because, um, you know, just basically doing me. I've already started talking to other guys. Whole fucking scene flip. You know, I'm, I'm talking about a person that couldn't express himself show every emotion in the book and it just threw me off guard like where the fuck was this person at in the relationship it took for me to be a savage to get you to express what I've been wanting you to express but um I would say though honestly like I'm not a person that can be heartless I I mean like people look at me like Tasha you are a different type of breed what the fuck is wrong with you people want to shake me up and everything but I just feel like I, I, I see it as a blessing, you know what I'm saying, to still be able to be a lover and be a giver, but I'm at a place now where I know who I want to be a giver to. I want to reciprocate to those who have reciprocated to me. I'm at a place now where it's like, okay, you know what, I can't deal with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to still pray for you. I'm going to still wish you the best luck, and I'm going to still root, root, you know, root for you on the sideline, but I can't have you in my space up close. You know what I'm saying? And right. I, I feel like that's just me. Like, that's who that's who I have to embrace. I'm an understanding person. I've always been a lover, not a fighter. You know what I'm saying? I fight for what I love, but I'm I'm reevaluating what, what makes me happy and what is it that I love because I've been doing for others, so I'm really trying to figure out what it is that makes me happy and what it is that gives me passion, you know what I'm saying, so that I can know what my love languages are, you know, for friendships, you know, I can just know my boundaries, period. So, like, I'm not right. a, I can't be a heartless person. I, I don't know, like, I can be a savage, but at the same time, I will, I will feel bad after a while. Like, I can't just sit up there, okay, I'm like Tasha off of Insecure, when she was like, I, I got to go back in the house and start cooking, and Lauren started walking off. You hungry? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. Like, you hungry? Like, I still care. But it's like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, but I see how far I've come, you know, just just me being like this because I feel like anybody that you burn bridges with, it's like the movie Crash. You're going to, somewhere in life, you're going to come back around where you have to either bless that person or they got to bless you. You know what I'm saying? Our enemies are in alignment with us, and there's going to be a day where we have to, you know what I'm saying, humble ourselves and help them. Like, you remember the cop that felt her up, and then at the end, it was up to him to save her. 
Are you going? Are you yeah. going to put your process signs and he saved you? Or are you going to hold on to that? Like I'm, I just refuse to hold on to any anger. I just want to release it because that shit hinders me. Yeah, that's my take on it. That was a good yeah. segment. That was a good segment. One too bad. Whatever. Are you? Are you? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ready to get into the stimulate your mind? Fuck it. <laughs> Drop it, DC. Alright, shit. Damn, it's been two motherfucking weeks. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's stimulate that mind coverage. <laughs> so, my question tonight is, I think this is shout out to Ace Metaphor. Um, let's talk card game. Because DC said the one, a question that I had sounded too similar to an old one. So, here we go. When it comes to dating... Do you prefer to go with the flow or label and define things? Ooh. Uh, damn. Um, I would definitely go with label and define. Okay. I would definitely say that because when you're going with the flow of shit, I don't know, it just, that, that just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem, I mean, it's organic. You know what I'm saying? You go with the flow of things like, you know, you you know, it's it's like playing chess. You make a move, they make a move type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> in this day and age, like you do have to you gotta you gotta label shit. Like you gotta come in, you know what I'm saying, expressing your expect your expectations and what you're looking for and you know what I'm saying, same goes for the other person. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. I don't know that <laughs> Cause I mean, like for me, like I, I, I've, I've tried going with the flow of things, and I don't think people know how to necessarily go with the flow of things. Like I feel like they, they, they want to go with the flow of things, but just don't necessarily know how to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've had those moments where you know I would break up with someone and then get back with them and say, you know, hey, we just going with the flow type of shit. And it's like, well, what is the flow, my nigga? Like, what, what we, what are we doing? Like, you know, it's like, are we together or are we not? Like, what are we doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think it's more, I think it's more easier and more stable for you to know, you know, who you're dealing with, and you know, what I'm saying what their expectations are, so that way, you know, you can be able to move accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Because the last thing you want to do hard. is get into get into some sort of engagement with someone and you move in a certain way and they're just not prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had a situation before where, um, I basically laid everything out on the table as, as far as what I wanted and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Now that person didn't decline it, you know what I'm saying? But I guess at the same time they didn't accept it either. I just took, mm-hmm. I just took, I just took it as, you know, well, if you didn't decline it, then obviously you must be for it. So I'm going to just continue to move forward type of thing. But that that's where it gets, that's where it gets fucked up at because, you know what I'm saying? If a person doesn't halt you, you know, at how you're moving, you know, as far as like, you know, progressing and stuff like that, you're just going to assume that, you know, to, to keep, you know, putting in effort and stuff like that. And as you're doing this, you don't realize that they're not putting in the same effort as you, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you, you, 
you've enabled yourself to be the people pleaser, being the enabler, you know what I'm saying, being the lover that you are, you know what I'm saying, you enable all of that and you're pouring all that into this person who don't necessarily want that shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so yeah, I would definitely go with um, label and define because, you know, at least when you when you go to do these things, you know that, you know, that's what they signed up for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you hear the same things come out their mouth as what they, you know, as what they, you know, as far as what they want, you know what I'm saying, whether it's, you know, just something casual or, you know, something long-term, you know what I'm saying, it, you'll, you'll be, it'll be better for you based on how you should move. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, like when, when I started, you know, doing casual dating or, you know, something that was, that could be potentially long-term and shit like that. You know, I expressed a lot of things as far as like, you know, where I'm at right now in life and, you know, everything and so forth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I give them an opportunity to decide how they want to operate with me at that point. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just, you know, going tit for tat, you know, or quote unquote going with the flow type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because when you go with the flow, you, you're 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 capable of hiding anything and everything because it's like, hey, we're going with the flow. I ain't think this is gonna be that serious. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah, part. Yeah, that's okay. my take on it. When it comes to dating, I think it all depends on the time frame. Uh, I'm looking at dating from a whole different perspective now. Uh, I actually would like to go with the flow for like the first six to eight dates because I really want to get to know this person first. I don't want to label or define anything because I've moved too fast before and ended up with a crazy-ass nigga that was very insecure. <laughs> so um, I, I really want to, like, let it flow, assess things. Um, Pastor Mike Todd said it before, you know, whenever we go on dates. Well, he said some of you will go on dates, and then you will just be so happy, thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, you know, you start thinking about the wedding right after that first date, and you didn't even sit to – to assess it, to to think about how that person made you feel, good or bad. You know, like, you got to really sit there and even question, are they worth that second interview? Like, he was really speaking some shit. So I want to, you know, flow and everything like that. Um, j- Just to see, like, if you're compatible with me, if you want the same things that I want. Because when you label and define too fast, I learned when you move fast, it's going to end fast, you know, it's going to end fast. Like, you really got to get to know a person because you got to get past the first impression. You know, like, people will say what they need to say. You got to get past the assholes. You got to get past the gold diggers, the fuck boys. So I would want to let it flow first, but then, like, okay, now I'm telling you, what are we doing? And if you just hemming and hawing, all right, move out the way. You can't block the doorway for the person that's supposed to come and love me the way I deserve to be loved. You get what I'm saying? So, yes, that is my take on it. Yes. Yeah, because I, right. I didn't look at it. I didn't look at it that way. Um, yeah, because, I mean, now that you laid it out that way, it kind of makes me feel like shit that I want to lay one defined thing. Because, I mean, like, when you... Because <laughs> I'm hearing me out, though. Because it's like when you... Because I didn't think when when it came to terms of labeling defining would would mean that you were labeling 
and defining things like right away. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously you do want to go, you know, you want to take it step by step, you know what I'm saying? So you do know who you're dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's, to me, like, in this day and age of dating, that's exactly how I, you know, see things as well. You know what I'm saying? Because I have had, you know, those particular moments where, you know, things did get, you know, things did start to move fast on both ends, you know, and in, 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 mm-hmm. in, uh, separate occasions and shit like that. And, and of course, it did end fast, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, obviously. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that, you know, that labeling defining things was 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 also uh, an interpretation of moving fast though, but I don't know. Like, well, no, I mean, honestly, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying like for me because I wanted the label right in the mirror. Like after like two or three weeks, what are we doing? I'm saying that I want to let it flow to really get to know a person because I move too fast. I'm saying it all depends on the time frame for me, but the end goal oh, okay. is still to to label and define. That's all I'm saying. Right, right, yeah, because I mean, like when I when I was but the way I was thinking of it is, you know what I'm saying, like labeling defining can have various stages. You know what I'm saying. You're labeling the fact that you're getting to know each other. You know what I'm saying. Like you're labeling the fact that you know, like after you get to know this person, like you're labeling the fact that you know that you're willing to give this person a chance. You know what I'm saying. Like it, it's, it's levels to this labeling defining thing. You know what I'm saying. Where it comes to just like you know. The friendship, first and foremost, should be the first thing that should be labeled. You know, you should be labeled as friends, first and foremost. You're getting to know each other as friends. You know what I'm saying? Find all those things that you have in common and everything like that and so forth. And then, you know, as that progresses, then, you know, that's where you're, you know, enabling, you know, certain feelings based on how, you know, that stage kicks off. And then, you know, so forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. how that's how I kind of look at it. That's why I said, you know, labeling, defining things would be kind of like my go-to because like, you know, cause I would definitely prefer the step-by-step basis type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it, it, like you said too, as well, it all depends on the time frame and, you know, honestly the person, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that, that whole friendship stage that has to, that has to last damn near just as long as, <laughs> you know, the relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that has to be the, the, the longest stage that you have, you know what I'm saying? Because you have to, you have to learn how that person operates before, you know, feelings get involved, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On both of them, you know, so. That part? Yeah, that I part. definitely get what you're saying on that though. All right. Well, let's get into shout outs and appreciation. What you got for us, DC? Well, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to our two week vacation, motherfucker. Uh, shout out to self-love as my rehab as well. Cause without it, this wouldn't have been a therapeutic experience for me to be able to become a better person on a daily basis. It has really stuck with me and it, and it has really been able to sustain my, my sanity and my sobriety. You know what I'm saying? So big shout out to self love is my rehab. Um, shout out to you complex. Cause without it, without you, it wouldn't be possible. And shout out to God. Cause and without him, it wouldn't be no complex. It wouldn't be no DC. It wouldn't be no self love is my rehab. Uh, shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Don't play with it. The definition of nothing is something. Leveling, leveling up while loving yourself at the same damn time. The swag is dynamic. The self-love is dynamic. I am dynamic. You feel me? Um, if you guys want to follow my page, I've been noticing that I've been getting a lot of support 
you know what I'm saying, ever since I've been, you know, kind of promoting it on Self-Love is My Rehab. So I do appreciate everyone who has taken notice of it and, you know, liking and following the page. So if you guys want to further, you know, spread the word about the dynamic movement, you know what I'm saying, dynamic culture, you can follow it on Instagram at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel, or you can follow it on Facebook as well as um, at dynamic culture apparel. And shout out to all my loved ones with positive vibes and positive energy and shout out to all my negative Nancy's and my Karen's with negative vibes and negative energy. We still like you at the end of the day. We're just waiting for you to catch up. Must it? All right. So I'm going to shout out uh, Maui, the writer. I'm actually going to see her tonight at the pandemic poetry event uh, out in Philly. I can't wait. I know she's about to get me together like she do on the podcast and her book. So I may be crying some real tears tonight driving home, but it's going to be real. Uh, shout out to my book, No Apologies. That's the platform for self-love is my rehab and cleans with vibes and visions. Out of Darkness is coming this June. Um, trust me, this shit is about to really, really kick some people's asses because it kicks my ass. But I'm I'm very proud of it. Um, I'm like 85% content with the work. Only 85% because once I edit and proofread it, then I could be 99.9% ready to go publish. So, yes, yeah, coming out this June, please look out for it. Um, I'm even trying to get my website off the ground this year, and I'm really trying to take my brand seriously and start branding myself. So be patient with me because I'm about to go to work, and I just, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what this year has in store for me. Um, and also shout out to God because without him, I would not have a close relationship with myself. So, all right, DC, with that being said, I'm going to let you get into the what you know about that. All right. So the what you know about that topic is a special request from yours truly complex. Uh, we are going to talk about some uh, recent current events um, in regards to um the George Floyd verdict and um, the, um, uh, forgive me if I say her name wrong, uh, the Micaiah Bryant uh, case. Um, so as you all may know, um, on on the good news part of it, you know what I'm saying, um, David Chauvin, he was uh, convicted and he was sentenced uh, for the most part, I believe. He was finally sentenced or whatever, or he's been announced guilty, so to speak. Um, for the killing of George Floyd. So that was a big ups for, you know, for the justice in the black community. Um, that was really, you know, heartwarming to see, you know what I'm saying, for his family to get justice and everything like that. Um, but, you know, in the other news, um, Micaiah Bryant, uh, she was fatally shot uh, by an officer um, who was reported on the scene and, you know, um, approached the altercation and um, fatally shot her. Um, there's some controversy behind this one, though. Um, and there's there's two sides to this story. And, you know, I will speak for me and Complex. I'm, we're not saying that it was right for him to do what he did. But at the same time, you know, it, it could have been de-escalated a, a lot better than what it was, you know what I'm saying? Because there were, there's been multiple situations, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, regardless if it was a white or, you know, black individual, you know what I'm saying? There was, you know, 
incidents where there were white people um, who were, you know, waving objects, whether it was knives or, you know, uh, two-by-fours, tires, whatever the fuck you want it to be, you know what I'm saying? They were waving it and, you know, intimidating these officers and stuff like that, and they damn near got touched. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, my take on it personally, you know, she did have a knife. She was definitely, you know, armed and dangerous. She was. There was – there's multiple ways that this could have been de-escalated. De- uh, de- she did not have to die for it. Mm-hmm. Um, in my personal opinion, she didn't have to die for it. Because, like I said, we've seen multiple, you know, um, video footage of uh, Caucasians, you know, being armed and dangerous, you know, like I said, regardless of what the object may be, you know what I'm saying? I think I think during the riots um, earlier, um, was it earlier this year or was it? I think it was I think it was sometime last year where where the guy had assault uh, he had an assault rifle or something like that, and he was walking towards the cops with his hands up, and people were shouting out that he had killed people and stuff like that, and they did nothing to him. You know what I'm saying? They didn't see him as a threat then. You know what I'm saying? So, I I just hate that you know, it's such a defined line between, you know, white justice and black justice or, you know what I'm saying, like this this brutality, you know, against, you know, against cops, you know, to where it's it's it's, it's sickening. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't you don't you don't hear about it as much you know, as, you know, a, a officer gunning down um, you know, a white person, you know, for the smallest things, you know what I'm saying? We can go as far as back with um, um, uh, Trayvon Martin, you know, just leaving the grocery, uh, leaving the, uh, the corner store, you know, with a bag of Skittles in uh, Arizona um, or, you know, saying whatever, whatever can, whatever can of juice he had. But, you know what I'm saying? My point is they're so quick to shoot and kill us because we're labeled and we're looked at as dangerous regardless of what we have or, you know what I'm saying, it's just the fact that the color of our skin is what defines us as armed and dangerous alone you know what i'm saying and i had i had seen um i had seen a video clip um the other day actually um where this kid he was videotaping the uh, metropolitan police um and they were trying to tell him to back up and stuff like that and he was like oh what you gonna do you gonna kill me like you did micaiah and then i think it was a black cop too actually he was like uh he's like um well are you gonna stab somebody like she did and i was like whoa what the fuck like, like y'all, y'all really like that in the police department, you know what I'm saying? And and this is not, this is not a knockoff, you know, this is not a knock to, to every officer, you know what I'm saying? There are some good ones, but there's a high percentage of bad ones out there that make the good ones look bad. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't point out a good cop because y'all all look the same. The only way we can judge if you're a good one or not is if I can make it away alive. That part. Well, um, my take on it is, I really feel like they could have de-escalated it by, like, tasering her to slow her down. Um, I just feel like the same tactic that you use for a, a, a white person or any other color should be used for African Americans, too. Um, but the way we're seen in society is we're seen as the aggressive, and I just feel like a lot of cops are scared, so they feel like they have to be ready to kill first. And I feel like if you're scared you should pick another fucking occupation because um, the same day we get glory for George Floyd, you know, for the cops to be um, 
found guilty on all three counts and how he just looked so confused. It's like yeah. a part of me was happy, but a part of me had mixed feelings because I'm like, okay, are they going to let him appeal? Um, I started thinking about like, okay, are the white people out here about to start, you know, being happy triggered and start shooting niggas because they're mad that one of theirs right. is going to prison and being used as an example. And another mm-hmm. thing made me feel like, um, you know, did we get this justice because it was, it, he was killed right in front of the, um, on camera, you know, the guy had right. no type of remorse because I was told by someone else that was watching the trial that, uh, the judge, I guess, was trying to get the um, the person I think that recorded, or the person that did the uh, that that examined the body. They was asking, so you're trying to say that his health complications had nothing to do with this? And they was like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like everything had to do with the knee and the neck. Like they kept trying to get them okay. to change their mind to the point mm-hmm. where I guess the judge felt like, well, damn, nigga, I can't save your ass because you did this. Right. And it just makes me yeah, think, are cops up. just, yeah, are cops going to have, are, are they going to start making it to where they, they, they can get away with the next time and, and that they won't, you know what I'm saying, be seen? Because the same day that that mm-hmm. happened, that girl got shot. And I just feel like, okay, she was about to stab the person, but no one deserves to have their life taken away. You know, like, I I never understood war. I never understood war. We over here killing people, and at the end of the day, people are coming back home with PTSD and taking these pills, and they got all these freaking health problems just to put money back into the fucking United States of America. That fucks us over every day. You know, like, we don't get justice anywhere when it comes to the medical field, when it comes to the, um, the you know, the, the welfare system, we don't get any yeah. type of justice. Like, you know, even coming home as a veteran, as a black person, but, you know, it's like I, I, I fought for this country and I still don't get, you know what I'm saying, the same type of treatment like the other people do, like my white, my white counterparts do. Breonna Taylor worked for the fucking police station. We still haven't got justice for her. We still haven't got justice for Sandra Bland. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm happy, but we have so much more. We have a long way to go. And that's my take on yeah, it. Um, yeah. yeah, to quickly uh, to quickly piggyback on what you were saying as far as, like, with the with the veterans and stuff like that, look at that Look at that one uh, sergeant who, uh, who was pepper sprayed on video. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because I think he was trying to say, he was trying to tell them that, you know, his dog was choking or something like that. And he's like, please, this is my dog. Like, please, let me just... He helped my dog. He's like, mm-hmm. they just kept yelling, get out the car. And as he, as he, you know, trying to get out the car, like they pepper spraying him and he couldn't get his belt buckle off, you know what I'm saying? Because he can't fucking see. Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And this is, how, this is how you treat someone that fought for the country. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because of the color of skin. It's fucked up. All right, then. DC, close us out with the dynamic culture <laughs> quote. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, sorry to, uh, you know, in that, um, uh, such a mixed emotion <laughs> fucking uh, uh, segment, but, you know, it's something that we have to talk about, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's something that we need to be aware of and, you know, not live in this, mm-hmm. you know, this fairy tale simulated world that we like to live in, you know, to escape reality, but at the end of the day, yeah, this fine. is what it is. Um, so, hopefully this, uh, this dynamic uh, quote, this dynamic culture quote, uh, more so a inspiration for today. Uh, hopefully y'all can take this and, you know, hopefully this can be something a little lighter for you to ponder on. And the dynamic 
culture quote slash inspiration is um, it's waiting. That job, that relationship, that money, that happiness, that strength. We all need a reminder from time to time to let us know that whatever we want in life is ours, as long as we take the time to initiate to get it. So always set a, set a game plan for yourself on a day-to-day basis because you just never know when your last day is up. You know, never to sound depressing about it. Just be grateful that you are able to wake up and that you are able at the end of the day to be able to lay in the comforts of your own home and to be able to sleep it off and, you know, wake up and do it all again tomorrow. You know, that's what we live for. So whatever goals you got, reach them. You know what I'm saying? Because tomorrow ain't promised to us. As you can see how the world is, you know, evolving into this crazy shit, you know, this this is the time for us, especially, you know, the black community, you know, to really, you know, get it together. You know what I'm saying? Money, cars, bitches, and hoes, that ain't, that's not where it's at no more. You know, so let's just start mm-hmm. investing in our time and energy into, you know, getting business and, you know, reoccurring money in our own pockets. You know what I'm saying? Be able to better help our community. Shit, sometimes it'll be nice to see a black family under a white picket fence. You feel me? So, with that being said, live life, love love on yourself, love on your, you know, your loved ones, and peace and love. We are out. Peace and love, y'all.